Welcome, listeners, collectors, friends. We are here with uh, Rob Veris. It's Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights again. Another daily episode. You can see from the title, we're gonna we're gonna dig deep into what goes on at uh, Burbank Sports Cards. The the edge that uh, Rob and Ryan have uh, earned over many years. But I have other sponsors besides Burbank. I have Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC, COMC.com, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards. That's Mike Fruitman up in Aurora, Colorado. Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. And uh, my guest Rob is aware and familiar and friendly with all of those. Uh, and they'll get their uh, day at the microphone. But today, delighted to be with uh, Rob actually over the phone. And we're going to talk about uh, his business and uh, what he's excited about right now, what's selling. So welcome, Rob, and uh, thanks for being on the show again. Morning, Jim. Happy to be here. Tell us about uh, your uh, what, what is your value proposition when, when people are looking to buy cards? Why do they come to you? Uh, why are they pleased? Uh, what are you doing behind the scenes to make this a, a really positive experience for so many collect, uh, collectors and customers that you serve uh, regularly? You know, Jim, we just kind of like to put ourselves in the collector's shoes and give them an experience that, you know, I'd want to have as a collector. Um, we have a full-blown retail showroom here, um, just product, you know, everywhere. But our real goal here is to be the local card shop of the world. Um, my opinion is no two collectors collect alike. It's not like going to a shoe store and having 50 SKUs up on a wall with multiple sizes of each, and you're dealing with, you know, a 1,000 SKUs at the most. Um we live in a universe with cards that there are over 12 million different cards. And what we try to provide the customer is a way to cut through the clutter and be able to, you know, create a collection as seamlessly and affordably as possible, no matter where they live. You know, the shoe store, I'm not sure they can pull shoes as fast as you can pull cards. And not only that, when I ask for a certain shoe in a certain size, uh, they bring me back a different shoe in a different size sometimes because – they don't, uh, they don't exactly match. They don't always have exactly what they want. Now in the, in this hobby, there, there are, uh, you know, more than a million SKUs and you, they know what they want. They don't want something that's similar. They want exactly the card and you have a system to where uh, I really believe you can, you can pull it from your stock, your backstop faster than, than a shoe store can going into the back to pull, pull the, the size. How do no. you do that? We have levels of efficiency built. Um, I've owned the business 30 years. I've worked here 40. And you cannot get an order for 50 different cards that is going to take an hour to pull it. And it's going to come to $15 when you're paying someone $15 to pull the order. Efficiency is a must. And our warehouse has about 43 million cards in it. And the roadmap that we built in there allows our um, employees to pull very efficiently, generally about 20 to 25 seconds a card. And literally, we can get lists that are 86 different um, Craig Biggio cards, and generally that's an order that can get pulled, you know, in a matter of about 15, 20 minutes. And um, okay. that efficiency allows us to profitably pull cards. Um, the problem for a lot of sellers is they're not nearly that efficient, and it takes them far too long to pull a card, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're looking at $10 labor to pull, you know, a $20 order, and it simply doesn't work. And the system has been built over years and years, and basically everything is color-coded by sport. Each sport is in year brand, number order. Um, basically, we'll have, we have about nine aisles in here that go about 30 feet. And as you walk down an aisle, you'll be in the 2003 baseball section, and it'll start at Absolute Memorabilia. It'll end at Upper Deck Yankee Legends. As, as you walk down the aisle, you'll be able to get to that box. Now, you pull out that box because he's looking for a couple commons, a couple inserts. All the commons are in order. Pull the singles. 
then all of the inserts and parallels are alphanumerically with dividers at the end of the run. So they'll know exactly where to go for each and every card, pluck the cards, go on to the next one. And without that level of organization, you are looking at far too much labor to pull cards. Um, you know, and then when it comes to vintage cards, that's always a little bit trickier. But the system that we have in place is if you're looking for 61 tops baseball, I think I've got like four, 5,000 count boxes in here. And instead of them all being in number order, we have them in number order by condition. So you'll be able to go right to VG. VG is all in condition. The puller doesn't have to guess on grades. They go straight to number 212, pull that card, move on to the next one. Um, the simple fact of the matter is we built our systems around my mother. She worked with me for years. She wanted to be useful in the store. We built an organizational system that even my mother could use. And it's been, you know, the backbone of how we've done business for years. Yeah, you know, when you say you have 43 million cards, uh, you do you mean you mean you have 43 million cards that are sorted, organized and readily available. Do you actually yes. have a lot more than 43 million of, of yes. stuff that is not unsorted? Surely there's not another 43 million, but I mean basically yeah, I mean it's uh, 43 million is what you can you can put your hands on pretty quickly. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, how many more? Um, we have about 2.55 million unique SKUs, and those SKUs can go as big as 200 to 300 deep. So we're a great resource yeah. for someone that's looking to speculate, someone that needs quantity for an autograph signing, um, somebody that just likes to have five of each card, whatever that happens to be. We've also got two storage containers on the side of the building. Sometimes cards come in in such a manner that they're just not, they're just not worth doing. There's just too much work, or they're all from the early 90s, late 80s. We've already got too much. And so we've probably got a good two and a half, three million cards that simply will never get worked into stock and that we look to blow out to people at two tenths of a cent apiece just to make them disappear. Okay. And, and what happens to, how frequently do you get sold out of something when uh, somebody tries to corner the market or something that's super hot at the time? I mean, do you, are you responsive with pricing or do you just say, well, they placed an order. They want everything I've got. I'm just going to give it to them at the price that it was quoted. I mean, what's your uh, policy on that? And does that happen very often? It happens every single day, Jim. Um, with sports, everything's so fluid. One night somebody does something, they place the order at 10 p.m. We can't be responsive to all that. And that's the beauty for a lot of our customers is we're a great resource for getting things early. We're deep on a lot of products. They're not paying $4 a card on eBay and paying $3 shipping every time. We might have yeah. 16 of that card at $4 and get free shipping. So, um, you know, it's what's great about us is for speculators, they can come in and at 40, 50 cents a card, be able to go deep on a player and make my inventory disappear real quickly and be able to make a nice little profit or at least get into a card at a level where there's a chance for a great appreciation. For them, but then do you have, yeah. do you have to reload yeah. then? I mean, what? Well, we might not have the card. And by the time we realize what happened, the market's gone up 40, 50% on that card. So for us to go out and replace it, it's something that will probably be sold out until we get around to loading that product again. So, yeah. you know, it's really a first come, first serve situation. Yeah. And uh, so what's your favorite kind of order? Is is your favorite kind of order something that's just easy to pull or no, a, a large number of cards that are uh, that are in, in uh, the, the order is placed in a sequence that it's easy for you to pull or? Well, the, those are certainly the most cost effective if somebody wants 400 cards and it's basically 10 different cards of the same player where my guy's just going to 10 places to pull a 400 card order. It's done. It's yeah. beautiful. But really, we like the orders that are 100 different cards that have a much higher price point per card. Whereas we, you know, the other one might be a 50 cent or 40 cent card that's bought in bulk. I prefer the one that this one's 350, this one's 40, this one's, you know, 12. And, you know, when that person's going to that point to pull the card, it's far more profitable. Um, we deal in a lot of sub $1 cards. We sell thousands of cards a day. 
but it's nice when the average ticket becomes closer to three, four, five, ten dollars a card. And that's where, you know, things get a lot better for us. I thought your minimum price was 50 cents. Is it lower than that now? Yes. Well, what happens is, um, we have quantity discounts. So if you buy a single of a card, it's 50 cents. I think if you buy two or three, it gets down to 40. And I believe if you're buying, you know, over 10 of that card, it might be a 30% discount. So, you know, everyone's like, why do you need to be at 50 cents? I'm like, you need to price, um, at the worst case scenario. I cannot be at 25 cents a card and have someone place an order for 386 different cards. It just doesn't work. You can't pay somebody to pull an order like that. The cost of the card is secondary, Jim. Everything's labor and space. So yes, um, somebody wants quantity of the same card. We're going to one place to pull it. We could be cheaper. Um, we could be 30, 35 cents because we're just going to one place to pull it. But somebody wants all these different cards. We're going to be at a 50 cent minimum. But at the end of the day, that same card could be $4 on eBay because you're buying a card for a dollar, but then you're paying $3 shipping and handling. So with me, it's all about landed pricing. You know, people always go, well, well you're at a dollar piece at 50 cents. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm still cheaper with free shipping and the fact that you can buy all these different cards that I have in one place. Someone else might have 10% of the cards that I have and they're paying for, they're paying for shipping. Well, you're just saying this is a business where you could have a fabulous gross margin and still be losing money. I mean, you're, you're, uh, yeah. you're concerned with the net margin that, uh, that, and, and, and buying cards has never been that, uh, difficult for you. Cause I think you've been very, well, it's because you built up a, a reputation and you've had a lot of history that you're able to buy uh, large quantities. And since you have so much that is selling, you kind of know what you can pay because you know what you're selling it for. And uh, how do you keep up with that? You just, you just daily. Uh, review what's, what's, what's going out or what is your, I mean, I know when I was doing price guides to be familiar with the market was, was uh, kind of a full-time job. So is that the way you see it? It's a lot more difficult today, Jim. Um, I know, we, have I know. <laughs> we have a buy list on our website, which is burbanksportscards.com. It generates a lot of stuff and we built it by attribute. So if you've got serial numbered cards that are from, let's just say 50 to 99 in baseball, we might pay 30 cents a card. Um, same thing goes for autographed jerseys, autographed mem. You know, everything. So we try to put a number on every single type of card. And most of what we get it from is other sellers. And, you know, it could be a $3,000 package. It's great. And that's how we can build up such a wide variety very, very quickly. Um, We buy a tremendous amount over the counter. And people will come in and they're like, are you a buyer? I'm like, you know what? I've got over 40 million cards in the building and I'm not a manufacturer. So, yes, we're a very aggressive buyer. And, um, you know, people don't want to be cherry picked. And we have the ability to buy the whole thing since we have you know, such an easy way to sell cards. And the other thing with us, besides our BurbankSportsCards.com site, is we have it completely mirrored to eBay. We have over two and a half million different listings on eBay, same as our Burbank Sports Cards site. We have a unique relationship with them that simply isn't available to anybody else, simply because we can fill in all the long tail on the site and create right. an experience where they can buy so many cards from one seller, get free shipping, and eBay wants the best sellers in every category to, you know, kind of be a... um Anchor. For well, to continue, yeah, to continue to serve well. Uh, one of the things that always fascinates me when we talk, and you, you, you've had a, you had a story last time about this, but you know, you're buying aggressively at the national. You've got people walking into your conveniently located store in Burbank, but also you get to buy from former customers. Oh yeah, yeah. We when they you know, cash out, they come back to you, and I think that's really interesting. That uh, and it just shows the uh, relational nature that you have in addition to your to your uh, database uh, savviness. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like the circle of life, basically. And customers get to a certain age, you know, the kids, you know, aren't that interested. Um, the wives, you know, if something happens to the customer, they know where to go back to. Um, we just we just have venues to sell cards and that most other shops don't. And these days, a lot of other stores just aren't interested in the work. 
Um, they're very much more interested in selling, buying cards for 50 and selling them for 100 or buying a box for 50 and putting on the shelf for 70, you know, labor free types of things. And right. when it comes to us, they, we, we provide a solution and we can make the whole thing go away and, you know, efficiently be able to market it and make some margin. Uh, Rob, that's a great note to end on. I mean, I, I just want to say, I, I really believe that in life for in every industry, hard work should be hard work and ingenuity should be rewarded. And Rob, I, you, you know, you've, you've epitomized that you know, hard work and ingenuity and, uh, and, uh, you know, our paths have crossed. You know, I'm trying to, at least in my work life, I tried to live by that too, to try to do things that other people aren't doing and, and do it really well and do it so well that other people say, wow, I, I don't know if I can do that. And so on the other hand, you still have to continue putting out, uh, uh, you know, staying on top sometimes is just as hard as, as uh, getting on top. And uh, again, I've really enjoyed uh, uh, tracking with you over the years. We'll have another episode uh, dealing with some of the other uh, unique aspects of, of uh, what you do and what you do so well. So thanks, listeners. Thanks, Rob. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode and, uh, and, uh, with uh, Rob and Burbank, uh, check them out.